you could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us. We appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys so much for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Tom, S as in Sonia, like Sonia Curry, M as in Marcus Smart, who did not show up tonight. So, Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Uh, for, before we get anywhere else, Kenny, why you look so upset? You look dejected. You look down. Well, I mean, I just congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Is this Warriors about LeBron? No, no, absolutely. He's not. He's not here. This is. He's not Good. relevant in this. <laughs> All so, right, man. Where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> that's that's what you're doing early, huh? <laughs> you can be coming. Start, we coming. We coming off the top rope tonight, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Friend of the show, family, Lamar Gafford at TownTalk.com. He's back hanging out with us. Lamar, where can the folks find you on Twitter? Man, once again, you can find me on Twitter at Lamar Gafford, all in one word. That's once again at Lamar Gafford, all in one word. I'm also a little dejected because I lost the parlay, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, you out of some money. (laughs) (laughs) Just 10 bucks. Ah. Yeah, man. I would say that's gas money, but now that that can't even get you a quarter tank. Oh, no. That just gets you laughed at. But moving on, game six of the NBA Finals. It's official. Golden State has closed out the Boston Celtics 103-90 to to win their fourth title in eight years. Steph Curry put up 34 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. So, Ken, I'm going to swing it to you first. First reaction to game six. Um, Honestly, I thought it was going to be a better game. I mean, I think Lamar and myself, I think we all picked this that it was going to go seven. Um, but, you know, just the way that, well, Boston, they came out hot early. I think Marcus Smart getting in foul trouble and being taken out of the game really took away their momentum. But it was just kind of ugly to watch. Just the amount of turnovers. You know, like it's one thing if like both teams are playing hard and Golden State is just the better team. But every time you could feel the Celtics would get some momentum, it would be a bad turnover by Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, who I mean, again, like I think Jalen Brown played pretty. I think Jalen Brown played pretty good. Like last game, I said I didn't think anybody played well, but I think Jalen Brown played pretty good. But I mean, it's just like these are professionals. Like these are professionals and some of the turnovers, I don't know if the basketball is a slippery out there. Or like or is Golden State just great with their hands, like with the way that they lose the ball. I don't get it. But to have 22 turnovers in a closeout game at home, that's that's unreal. So it just kind of took some of the I, I, I just wanted a good game. So like down the stretch when you could when they were kind of making a push and I felt like Golden State was losing momentum. But then you got a turnover or then you got an offensive foul and, you know, Draymond Green hits a couple big ones. I thought Golden State really just, you know, and that, Alex, is when I give you the championship experience. Because every time you could feel like, you know, they were getting closer and closer to cutting that lead. I think the closest they got was maybe eight. Somebody who's hitting a big shot. Yeah. 
I think the close they got was eight, but somebody was hitting the big shot. Draymond hit a big one to end the third. Um, Otto Porter hit two big threes. I thought that were big in the third quarter. And then, I mean, Steph was, you know, phenomenal. Clay, Clay didn't really show up to it, but I thought Steph was phenomenal, really sealed that um, finals MVP that I know he's been wanting badly. Oh, and Wiggins, you know, with even though he didn't have a great scoring night, his defense on Jason Tatum and Gary Payton's defense, I say on Jalen Brown, really uh, frustrated him. But, I mean, just, you know, shout out to them. And, you know, they just – they played their butt off. They they kicked their butt. I think my first reaction isn't so much about tonight's game. It's more so about this season and this Warriors run, right? So I think this might be one of the more impressive championship runs we've seen in a long time, given what that Golden State roster looks like at this point. And I think the closest comparison I can give to you is that 2002-2003 San Antonio Spurs team. So we're talking prime Tim Duncan, MVP Tim Duncan, David Robinson on his last leg. Tony Parker ain't there yet. Manu Ginobili ain't there yet. Steven Jackson, Bruce Bowen, Speedy Claxton, Steve Kerr, Kevin Willis, right? We're talking about a team that has one really, really, really good dude and if that dude wasn't there, this is probably a lottery team. Not probably. It's definitively a lottery team. And how did they get this done? Tim Duncan. Game 6, 3 finals. Tim Duncan, 21, 20 rebounds, 10 assists, 8 block shots. Unreal. This is how I feel. I think this Warriors title is comparable to that. Because if you look up and down that roster, Clay Thompson. He ain't this, this ain't the same claim. This is not the same Draymond on the offensive end of the floor. And again, I'm not saying like Draymond was a ever a 20, 22 point scorer, but up to this point, we had never seen Draymond Green afraid to shoot the ball. Like every time the ball hit Draymond Green's hand, it was going right back out. Right? Jordan Poole, young guy who hadn't been here before. Andrew Wiggins, young guy, relatively, who hasn't been here before. Gary Payton, guy who has never been here before. Right. And without Steph, as we saw last year, well, not last year, without Steph, a few years back, this is a lottery team, worst team in the league. Right. Yep. So I think this is going to go down as one of the more impressive championships in NBA history. And because I know I mentioned the Spurs earlier, the Spurs went seven years between titles, but the Spurs never fell off the cliff. Golden State fell off a cliff after that last finals appearance. Mm-hmm. And then they came back to end up here. That's why I think this run is a run that we've never seen before. Like a team that reached the heights that they did, right? 73 and nine, three titles in five years, then to fall off the cliff and then come back as old as they are. That's. Hats off to them. Hats off to Steve Kerr. Hats off to everybody. And that's just amazing. Well, I mean, I would say that I think it's very impressive in the standpoint of the the era that they're in, right? Like nobody's three-peated in 20 years. Um, there's been so much movement in the in the league. 
that like I think I've made this point before. I don't know when the next team or dynasty is going to be because I mean, you could look up tomorrow and Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young are playing together or, you know, like somebody gets traded to L.A. Like so many people get in these blockbuster deals year after year that it's hard to sustain something for a long period of time. And so for the Golden State Warriors to win four championships in eight years um, is extremely impressive, given that it's been mostly this core. They've added to this core, you know, through the draft, free agency trades or whatever. But um, they basically developed these guys. And that was just a difference, in my opinion, in this game. Their guys, their other guys, as, as Shaq and Kenny and them call them, the other guys stepped up more than Boston's did. You got Gary Payton guarding the first, the second best player on the on the Celtics, Jalen Brown, and he's giving him fits. Turn the ball over. You got Otto Porter like hitting big shots, who they probably signed for what a minimum deal this year. He's hitting two big threes they in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's got to be cheap, but you know Jordan Poole came fifteen. He did his thing, but that's another guy you drafted. You go back and look. People said that was a terrible draft pick for them. Why do they need Jordan Poole? He goes to the G League, he balls. Uh, Kavon Looney did his job pretty much all series long. And then you got a guy like Andrew Wiggins, who we even criticize. Oh, you just put up stats on a lousy team, but do you actually contribute to winning? And now we look up, and he was the second best player on a championship team. That's just great culture that they have. And we're not even mentioning the three core guys who all – obviously face some adversity, I would say, coming in the league, quote-unquote, saying Steph was too small, he's not a point guard, he's not a two-guard. You know, Clay, you know, went late lottery, if anything, and then Draymond saying, who can he guard? <laughs> and he ends up being a defensive player of the year, <laughs> a multiple-time defensive, all-defense selection. Um, but, you know, it, I just really, really – sit back and enjoy their culture and how they've really built this thing organically. And it was a memory on my Facebook after 2019. I said, well, the golden state dynasty is done. It was fun while it lasted. And <laughs> now I got to eat. Crow. Now I got to eat crow. So uh shout out to them. Cause I think this was a heck I of mean, a year. Now, what'd you say, Alex? What'd you say? I was going to say, King, you've been eating crow a lot these last couple of years. You have. Like when you said the Lakers would have made the conference finals in 2019. Like, or when you said last year the Lakers would have, would have go, were going to go to the finals when they were a seven seed. Yes, I'm really stirring the pot with you today. That's all I'm really doing. I'm trying to give Lamar some opportunity to talk. <laughs> but I can hit on both of those points, Alex, because I still agree with him. But go ahead, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go ahead and talk before old takes exposed uh, comes up at your house. But uh, let's get <laughs> trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you did like like you mentioned, Kennedy. I mean, there's a good point here about this Golden State dynasty. Here, it's still continuing to go on, and it's crazy because they also did this with Clay Thompson, who is less than 100% off of missing two seasons, and then Wiseman on the bench. So it's crazy that, to think here that they could be even better um, as this thing goes along here, maybe even next year, because, you know, who lo- who knows what they do with uh, 
with uh with Looney. I mean, where where Looney goes or anything else like that. But it's not like you losing a a big time guy because, like you said, you get Wiseman back here and how hyped he was, and we have to see how he how's he going to perform after the injury and everything. But um, just this dynasty all the way through. I mean, it's just been amazing just to see this team grow from um, a team out of nowhere in 2013 to unlikely champions in 2014 to like the super team that they were in 2017 going down to the lottery, not making the playoffs last year and then coming back and just doing it all over again. Um, A lot of respect here. Um, I was actually listening to Bomani's show and they were mentioning about Steve Kerr. And honestly, I thought shoot before this, I mean, I thought he was, Overrated as a coach, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought, I mean, good, decent coach, but overrated. But the job he's done, especially this year, uh, is a reason why he's one of the uh, the top 15 coaches in the NBA, in NBA history, basically. And that's another point I wanted to touch on with Steve Kerr and coaching jobs. Because I think coaches do their best coaching jobs when they almost are handicapped a bit, right? So I argue, and Ken, you've heard me say this before, I think Greg Popovich's best coaching job were the post-Tim Duncan years. That first year after Tim Duncan retires, San Antonio wins 63-64 ballgames. The year after that, when Kawhi Leonard misses all but nine games with the quad injury, San Antonio still wins 48 or 49 games, makes it to the playoffs. The year after that, when Kawhi is gone, San Antonio, and it was the first time they hadn't had a Hall of Fame on the roster in three decades, they still win 48 or 49 games, make it to the playoffs, take Denver to a game set. This is how I, I feel similarly this year about Steve Kerr's performance. Coaching. Because some of this, of what they were able to do, was scheme and great defense, great culture, and Steph, right? But I think Steph's greatness alone, that alone doesn't get you here, right? What they did as a coaching staff and what he did pushing the right buttons, you know, because I think we've never seen a team that at one point is trying to contend with an old core while trying to mix in the new guys. We've never seen a team do that and do that successfully and win. And they just did it. No, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think Pat, uh, you know, you got to tip your hats to um, Steve Kerr and the rest of that coaching staff, because, you know, they got two guys that are head coaches somewhere else now uh, and Mike Brown and Kenny Atkinson. And, you know, that is a recurring theme. It's almost like in football, you know, the great teams always losing coordinators. They're losing their assistant coaches every year. They've had Alvin Gentry, Luke Walton, Mike Brown, and now uh, Kenny Atkinson is leaving as well. Um, so again, you're keeping that same core though, right? So all of these guys know what's expected out of them. And with that, Sometimes like like you you hear about some of the Pat Riley stories and like he wears on you at times like he's he's great in those first like two. Like Nick Saban. Yeah, he's great in those first two or three years. But once you're in year five, six, you're like, ah, I've heard this speech before or like, oh, why is Pat doing all this? Like we already understand what we need to do. So shout out to Steve for knowing what it takes. And like you said, how to get the most out of his guys. That's the reason why I got like. Draymond, when you throw it to him and he's wide open for a three, they were like, why didn't you shoot it? 
Well, because I know that Steph is coming over here, so I'm about to do this dribble handoff because my guy's sagging off me, and he can just go and knock down this shot. Like they're so in tune uh, with each other, especially those three guys. And you can even at Eagle Dollar, he just can't move anymore. But he looks like John McCain out there. He is so he is so tight. Y'all, really? I, I read his book. I read his book, and I was like, this was like two or three years ago, and I'm like, now it's starting to catch up. Like he was saying, how much he has to do to get his body right for a game. Like he got to get treatment on his knees and his hips and his back and it's all like messed up. And he wakes up in the morning. He can't, he can barely walk. And I'm like, I can, I can see it now. Cause when you, when they, when they said football all these years, (laughs) when they said he couldn't play with a sore neck, I said, this man can't turn his head. (laughs) Just become an assistant coach. Okay. (laughs) Because that's what you're doing. Basically. Just become an assistant coach. You reminded me of Juwan Howard and them late Heat teams on them 2012, yes. 2013 team. <laughs> Donald Taylor. You, BUD. BUD or be a head coach. <laughs> Look, that that meme of him calling Andrew Wiggins over there when you your boy and you being the boogeyman to women. Come here, Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he he's basically doing it now. But again, You've kept the same coach for seven years now. You've kept the same core together. Everybody knows what's expected. And so now that I've got this core together, I can bring in these pieces. Hey, this is what we need. This is what we need out of you. This is what we need out of you. If you do this, we have a great chance at winning. And to your point, I think it's a I think it's a really great win for Gold State. How it will be remembered, I would say, will be determined by how well Boston does in the future. Right. So if Boston comes out and the duo of Tatum and Brown, you know, win two or three championships, I think this will be looked at as a very impressive win. But I think along with the greatness of Steph Curry, another thing that will will be remembered for this finals in the coming years is, okay, Jason Tatum didn't show up. So is he really that guy or is he not? And if he shows that he's that guy, then you can say, well, oh, well, he struggled against that Warriors defense. Steph and them, they lit him up. But if he's not that guy, then it's like, okay, well, what do the Bucks do next year? What does Philadelphia and Joel Embiid and those guys do next year? Um, so that's the only thing for me. I like, mean, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. My, my, I'm going to say Philadelphia got BBW Ricky Rubio out there playing point guard. So <laughs> it ain't gonna be too hot with Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. James Harden at the strip. James Harden at the strip club eating wings right now. It's too. It's too early. <laughs> he had his. He had his own club. He had thirteen. He had thirteen in Houston. Oh. By the oh. way, very nice establishment. Shout out to James. Very nice establishment. <laughs> I mean, you know how to put on a good time, don't you, Jay? You know how to put on a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Yeah, I just, I just, I just think you know, with the, with the, with the Celtics moving forward, how they end up being as far as a team because they're still fairly young. How they end up, uh, what they end up doing as far as that duo together, I think will either help shine the light on this Warriors championship 
or just keep it at what it is, just a year where the, the Warriors won. And that moves, we can move now to some of our listener questions. Oh, we got a good amount today. Oh, yeah, we got some good ones. So, oh, yeah. you kind of touched on this one. Um, how did your opinion of Jason Tatum change throughout these playoffs? So, for me, I've always been a guy who, who thought Jason Tatum was going to turn into a superstar. And can you remember me saying this in the 2017? Um, whichever one it was, when Markel Fultz went number one. Yep. And I was like, Tatum's a guy. I was on the table about Jason Tatum. Like, Tatum's a guy. Right. So this entire time I thought Tatum is a superstar talent. I think right now he is a star who has to take that next step. For We've sure. seen like flashes and glimpses that he can do this because we saw him put away KD and Dr. Umar. We saw him do it. We saw them put away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kyrie Irving is probably somewhere reading a nation of Islam handbook as we speak. Don't act like he's not. Or reading some from the Hebrew days. Israelite. He, he had a Hebrew Israelite chapter meeting right now. Okay. We all we also saw Tatum finish off Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Mm-hmm. They beat Giannis and the Bucks, defending champs, game seven. You know, this series he didn't have it. He 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 was not good. I think we can say he had one good game, maybe. Too. Mm-hmm. And that's being generous. For sure. I think part of his problem at this point is I've never seen somebody. Well, I have. He'd be watching these Kobe highlights and like, I'm going to be like Kobe. It's like, you're not Kobe, buddy. <laughs> and we, like I said, we looked at Kobe like, why are you taking all these tough shots? Jason Tatum is like the kid, you know, find some twisted way to make it harder for yourself. Because that's what it seems like he's doing. Or like, yo, I'm going to, you know, write my paper with my left hand. And he's right-handed. That's what it seems like he's doing, taking all these ridiculously tough shots, right? Like, somebody needs to go talk to him, like, why are you taking hard shots? Purposely. Like, he goes out of his way to take tough shots. So some of this is of his own doing. Bales' defense is out. So I think he's a star player who has to take that next step. Now, if they would have won this series, he'd play great. All right, he's here. Oh, you know. sure. But, sure. you know, he didn't take that step. And I think for a young player like him, sometimes – you learn the most from losses. So in this team brought, I think they'll learn the most from this loss because they had the better team. They had the better roster. But, you know, championship experience, having been here before, poise. And Tatum taking really tough shot. Yeah, I, I got him. I got him as a star. You know, like Alex said, he was on that superstar trajectory because you beat KD, Giannis, and Steph, and Jimmy Butler. But you beat three superstars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Jimmy, Jimmy, you said you, you said you said and Jimmy, but you know, know I don't want Heat fans to you know give me no smoke like that. But like Jimmy's in the same plane too. Like he's a star, <laughs> bro. You said it like uh, Stephen A. Smith talking to Lavar. Ball. Everybody worry about no damn Lavar. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a star too. So, uh, but he was on that trajectory. So even if, like you said, even if he showed up and they just lost, like like Tatum put up a fight, then it's like okay, well he's here. But at the same time, what he's only 20, 23, 24, uh, maybe even younger so than that. Young. Yeah, maybe even That's younger than four. that. Um, so you still have a ways to go. And you look at it, I mean, a lot of people, 
um, had struggles in, in the postseason, especially against other superstars. So it's not like this is final. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not like Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is about 31, 30. Like, this is who he is. <laughs> this is who he is. Jason Tatum, <laughs> Jason Tatum has the superstar talent um, to, I think, be the best player on the championship team. He's just got to learn some things. Um, and you can't have 100 turnovers in the playoff, in the playoff run. You just can't. Why? Because nobody else has done it. So <laughs> you can't do it and expect to win a championship. So uh, he's a star for now. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and say that also he's a star on the cusp of being a superstar. And this finals would have definitely done that for him. Um, like you said, the accolades, he, what he's done over the over not just this playoff run, but also these last however he's been in the league. I mean, has been amazing. I mean, even in his first year, taking LeBron all the way to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, that really speaks a lot there. So, you know, if he could just take that next leap, and I feel like what the Celtics need for him to take possibly take that next leap is hopefully they can just get a real point guard. I mean, I think that might yes. be the next thing that they can do to need to do too. Yes. Like, uh, I – that, that was my concern all year. Like, do we really trust this Marcus Smart experience? I mean, it, <laughs> makes, it makes you great, right? It makes you great because you can just switch all these guys. Your bigs can move as well. Um, but it, offensively, you can be a world beater or the world can be beating you <laughs> because <laughs> some of the turnovers and some of the, like, some of the shot selection – Marcus, what are you doing? <laughs> Marcus. Like, like he is one of the more frustrating players to watch. He's getting right. Alex, he's getting in my KCP range in that, that first year. <laughs> Boy, dog. If y'all don't know, Kennedy hated Kentavious Caldwell Pope like he was a sickness that first year when LeBron was in L.A. Oh, my God. You want to make Kennedy upset? Three letters. K-C-P. And he loses I was mind. literally going to bring a something <laughs> to the Rockies game when they played them. Get this Negro off the team. Get him off the team. <laughs> <laughs> you was going to boycott K-C-P. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I they they – like Lamar said, they they just got to get a, a point guard that can settle the ship. Like, you know, I think of a guy, even like Rondo, even at his older age. Well, like, you're not getting on a 21-0 run. Like, you're not getting on a 21-0 run with some of those bad turnovers. Like, hey, no, let's settle the ship. Okay, let me get the ball in the hands of my guys. Let me get it in. Let me get you guys in spots where you can score the ball most effectively. Like, it is not a great idea. I don't care how much of a star you two are, but unless you're 2016 LeBron and Kyrie to ISO these guys, the Golden State Warriors at the top of the key and expect to get a good shot. It's not like it, it's not it's not a recipe for success. So uh, they've got to learn and, you know, they got to get a, they got to get a PG. I'm going to move on to our next fan question. Maya asked, did Draymond even play a vital role for this team? If we're talking offensively, no. Draymond Green this year on offense was dreadful. He was 
I said this already, Andre Roberson, effectively. He was so good. <laughs> What's wrong, Keith? <laughs> What's wrong, Alex? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I say wrong? Uh, go ahead. Finish your point. I'm listening. <laughs> so, the water Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson, so effective on the defensive end, but so useless on the offensive end that his abilities defensively outweighed his offensive liability. He was as good defensively as he was bad on offense. So Draymond played a role defensively and also in terms of like leadership, the, the intangible stuff that doesn't make the stat sheet, you know, being there, setting the tone, setting the culture, you know, setting the expectation. So in that way, he played a very big role. But in terms of offensively, this year, Draymond Green was atrocious. There's no other nice, there's no nice way for me to say it. Like, it was offensive watching him on the offensive end of the floor. But did he play a role? Absolutely. I think tonight was his best game. Uh, almost had a triple-double. I think he had 12, 12, and 8. Um, but, you know, one thing I respect about him is he understands his limitations. Like, they're going to dare him to shoot, and he just won't do it. Now, tonight he went two for four. He went 50%. But he he's not going to take those shots. And it's like they already have it set up. Okay, you throw it to Draymond. They're sagging. Let me do this dribble handoff or let me fake the dribble handoff. And I think what he's best, when he's at his best, he's getting off the, he's getting it off the rebound, and he's pushing the pace. So when he pushes the pace and then you got to cover all these shooters, that's when he is his most lethal. Um, I thought the best series that he did that was like 2019 in the, the conference finals against Portland when Kevin Durant didn't play. I mean, every time he's catching, he's running, he's running. And his guy, Portland was on their heels. They didn't understand what to do. Um, and I thought that sometimes when he wasn't playing well, they were kind of trying to walk the ball up. And, and that's, not, that's not them. They're 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 lightning quick. Steph runs all these miles during the game and they just wear you down and you look up and you're down 15 to 20. And so, um, yeah, I definitely thought tonight was his best game, but I agree with you. He, he has not played good this series. His offense was offensive. Let's just put, go ahead and put it like that. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, his defense is IQ. I mean, that was the vital role that he had on this team. But just all overall offense, if, if it wasn't for game five and if it wasn't for game six, um, this guy, shoot, he probably would have had more fouls than points. And it really takes <laughs> to be special to do that. But still, 37 points, 25 fouls. I mean, golly, man, jeez. Wait, wait, wait. Run that, by, run that by me one more game. 37 points, five, I mean, 25 fouls. Wow. That's what My God. That, points, that's, that's atrocious. All right. Moving on to more fan questions or comments. So this is from Vanessa Miller. Kennedy, shout out to you, man. Look, at least your mama taps in, okay? Get my at mama least. off of this comment section. Go <laughs> to sleep. Hey, look, hey. <laughs> Don't have your mama run up in there and put the balls <laughs> on you. Don't because she Look, definitely did right before we right before we start. When y'all starting, I already got questions in the comments section. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you keep on talking that hot noise. I ain't gonna be there to help you if you put the paws on you, Pepper. It's gonna be y'all <laughs> working in the morning. Just you. 
<laughs> How about you got work in the morning? All right. So will Steph get another title after this one? Ken? They definitely have a chance. They definitely have a chance. I mean, if we're talking about favorites for next year, I think them and Milwaukee are at the top. Um, so I, I would definitely always give uh, a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team. I'll never not say that they're contenders. So um, they very well could just, you know, like um, like Lamar said, just to see what they're going to do with Looney, the Looney situation and Wiseman coming in and another year of Moses Moody uh, developing and Jordan Poole. They definitely, I would say, should be at least co-favorites going into next year. I think they've reached the point that the San Antonio Spurs reached in that the New England Patriots reached that as long <laughs> as they have their core there, you can't count them out. Because sure. I go for it. I think we counted them out this postseason. I did. We didn't think they were contenders. We didn't. I did. And yet here they are. We're sitting with egg on our face, right? So they're at that point. If Steve Kerr's there, if Steph Curry's there, you know, Draymond Green, you know, he can figure out and, you know, do some layups, work on his jump shot. I don't know, you know, but given the young influx of talent that they have, they're going to be in the, right in the mix again, right in the mix with the Clippers. And the Clippers, I think they are going to be nasty next year. Kawhi is going to be back, Paul George, mm-hmm. all those long wings, Covington, Norman Powell, Zubak, <laughs> Reggie Jackson. Like, I think they're going to be really good, but – Will Golden State get another title? Maybe. At this point, it would be foolish to say they don't have a shot at it. Yeah, they got a shot. Uh, It's just the other thing, too, is the West. Man, the West is going to continue to be brutal once again because you got to think. Phoenix, even though they're old, they're still in the mix. Uh, You still got Memphis. I mean, them young boys, I mean, they're grinding out there, too. Uh, made changes, you know. Shoot the Clippers, like you said. Lakers, what could they possibly do? Who knows? Call them Lamar. No, don't, don't you call Don't you call nothing, Lamar? Please don't. Oh no! Speaking oh, with dude. confidence, Lamar. Dude, <laughs> Denver. I mean, Denver. I mean, let's not forget about Denver. I mean, they. They. they Jamal Murray was hurt. MPJ was hurt as well. So. They got a shot, but I still think that they're going to get the West and and their best, uh, and, you know, and, and everybody's best game pretty much because they're going to get better, but the West is gonna also going to get better too. Boy, if if the Lakers somehow find a way to win the championship next year, Kennedy Miller's going to be on this show crying. He would be <laughs> on this live. He's going to be on this live stream next year around this time. If the Lakers somehow found a way, Kennedy Miller be in here on tears. Think I in won't tears. when I will. Anything's possible. I just, I just, I just want to see Staples Center packed out for a playoff game. I haven't seen it yet. Not, it not was last year. has been there, obviously. It was but. last year for the Clippers game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I walked into that. I walked into that. <laughs> I thought he was trolling. <laughs> the playing game too. The playing game this year too. Yes. Oh. Oh man, if, like I said, the Lakers win the title. Ken is gonna be up here crying like Chris Brown was the BT Awards that time, singing "Man in the Mirror." 
Shout out to Darvin Ham. <laughs> and she. You talk about some. They gonna lead the team. They gonna lead the league of technicals next year with Rasheed Wallace on the bench. <laughs> and that Rasheed Wallace should be rolling around in. Well, he ain't dead, but <laughs> in his grave. <laughs> Do you see what Draymond Green gets away with? Like, I'm literally at the. It was either at the end of the first quarter, at the end of at uh, at halftime. They thought it was. They thought the bucket should have counted, or they thought it was goaltending or something. Yep. You could. He just yelled an expletive at the referee. He's looking right at him. He chooses to walk away. But Marcus <laughs> Marcus the game before for doing the same thing. What is the leeway? What is the leeway that we're doing? Yet Tim Duncan can stare at a ref and laugh and get ejected. Don't and Rasheed can intimidate a ref by staring at him and, and get ejected. <laughs> Yo, they, Draymond Green must have naked pictures of some of them referees or something. Because they clearly are terrified of him. It's ridiculous. Terrified. All right. So more fan questions here. So Morgan asks, a lot of people were calling for Jalen Brown to be traded when the Celtics weren't playing so well in the regular season. He balled out in the finals. Do you think it's time to break up the band? No, not yet. They just made a finals appearance. Um, they just made a finals appearance, so I would give it another year. Like Lamar said, I would just try and add to their core now. Like, let me just get a, a PG, um, one that, you know, is not looking to create his own shot because – Clearly, those two guys are, and then Marcus Smart is gonna do Marcus Smart things. But you know, just <laughs> just a pass. Marcus, Marcus. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that was the defense player of the year. But yeah, I mean, they they need a pass first PG that can set up their offense and get it done right. But I don't think you should you should break that up just yet. I think they proved that they can definitely be a contender in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, if you could find a way to possibly get Ricky Rubio, I know he's probably going to be a free agent during the offseason. If you can get him, uh, that definitely works. Shoot, maybe even try to find a way to get even uh, Mike Conley. I mean, monitor what the Utah Jazz is about to do uh, with, uh, you know, with Donovan Mitchell and also Gobert. I mean, if they are willing to blow this whole thing up, see if you can get Mike Conley, because I think that's definitely a guy that can really help out your team there. For sure. I'm going to make it a threefer. Don't blow it up. I think when you're asking yourself, should you blow a team up? You have to ask yourself the first question is how much better can I get than my best players? Right. Mm -hmm. Realistically, like, can you acquire better players than who you already have? How much better are you going to get than Jason Tatum? Realistically, how much better are you going to get than Jalen Brown? Realistically, right. Now, can you get better at the point guard spot? Oh, yeah. How much better are you going to get than Marcus Smart, you know, as your when your primary wing defender? Not much better, right? right? You know, your bigs, Robert Williams, you won't get much better production out of a young big guy than that. Right? Played his butt off. Played his oh, butt off. Oh, one leg. Yeah, oh, one leg. leg. Right? So if we can get Robert Williams on two legs and a point guard who's not wilding out, like Kennedy said, Marcus Smart was. You know, they're still room to grow here. Like, I don't think yeah. this is like those Clippers teams with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, 
DeAndre Jordan, where it was very clear at, at a certain point, they've maxed this out. Like yep. there's not much farther they can go with this, right? There's still room for growth. And I think so often, like just as sports fans, you're always like, you know, if you don't have the immediate success, time to blow it up, right? I think a team like this, with its big flaw, not having a point guard and not playing a full 48 minutes, they still made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. And took the Warriors to six with a point guard, a little this experience, a little bit more attention to detail, and Robert Williams on two legs, they can win a title. I agree. I agree. It's another one of these. Oh man. So Maya says she has a comment. The real MVP has to be Sonia Curry. That's how you show up and show out as a semi-single woman. <laughs> oh. I mean, oh. a few people, you know, were a little upset at what we said about uh, Dale Curry and his, uh, you know, his non-African uh, lady friend. So, uh, Lamar, I- I'll swing that one to you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, she had her head hair hair down. By the way, in this game too, but uh, I'm 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 just I'm just mad we didn't get a chance to talk about the foolishness what happened in Game Four, uh, with uh the Currys basically wife swapping with uh uh <laughs> <laughs> wife swapping and uh their 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 bows and uh and all that, but uh because. Hey, did you know that she's dating somebody who used to play for the Patriots? Like yes. back in the day. Yeah, that that no. that dude, that ball had to do. Yeah, yeah. So they used time. to be a wide receiver for the Patriots back in the day, and mm-hmm. I saw I saw his former ex-wife was in that stands with uh with Dell as mm. they were in that circle. So I don't know where he was at. I don't know if he was at home. I don't know if uh, Sonya told him to. Uh, Hey, 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 hey! You might want to sit this one out because, uh, you know, at least let's 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 let, let's let uh, Steph get his shine a little bit there. But uh, I'm surprised. I'm I'm sad we didn't get a chance to do any foolishness right there with that because we would have had a fun time with that. Is this the equivalent? Is this like the middle aged equivalent of Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes? Like, yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how how you know Dale found out or if somebody was cheating beforehand or what the case happened. Well, that's like, what that's what I. I think that's what I found out is that's where I read it, that he used to play for the Patriots because that's who she was having an affair with. That's how the divorce was filed. It could be wrong. I think it's speculation, but yeah, it was, she was having an affair with a former Patriots player, showed the picture of the guy and then, you know, fast forward to game four of the finals and they're each sitting with each other's spouse. Yeah, the funny, the funniest tweet I saw was like Steph. Steph has a lot of like with his dad. They both hitting a lot of threes. I saw that. I saw that. That's that's wild. That's yeah, that was wild. that was a wild one, man. And you know, this is how you know your parent. The parents divorce. Have you ever seen like one of your classmates' parents? Like when you at the, like the school spelling bee or at the football game or something, and you know the parents are split up. You see one parent on one end of the stands with you know. Oh, yeah. Yo, with your mom's, you know, sisters and brothers and your and your aunties on that side of the family. Didn't you see the dad side of the family with the sisters and the aunties and the uncles? That's what it looked like post game. Literally. <laughs> you saw Dale and Seth, and then you saw uh Aisha, the you know, uh Steph's sister, mm-hmm. and Sonya. <laughs> 
Yep. Like, can we get a 30 for 30 about that? Can we get a maybe even an episode of Jerry Springer, Maury Povich? I'll settle for one of them. <laughs> so my, my mama asked another question. Is Steph Curry top 10? Newsflash audience, she's a huge Steph Curry fan. She was standing in front of the TV watching this game. Uh, <laughs> for most of the game. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and answer this. No, he's not a top 10 player. Be I, nice I, to your mama. Be I, nice. I, okay. <laughs> well, I have him at 12. How about that? <laughs> That's better. I have, my, I have him at like 11 or 12. Um, I mean, he's a great player. Um, and he's definitely had, a, I would say, maybe a, a top 10 career so far. But, I mean, if we're just talking about is he a top 10 player ever? No, I don't think he's a top 10 player. I think, you know, LeBron, Mike. Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Hakeem, Duncan, Bird, Kevin Durant, and that's 10. And so I just, you know, I think he's really good, but I think, you know, just because he got another accolade, I think people associate accolades with best players and no, as best careers. Like Tom Brady, I think, has had the best career out of any football player, but I don't think he's the best football player or best quarterback to ever play, but that's just my opinion. I think he's he helped his argument tonight. Sure, sure he did. With a fourth title, no Durant, you know, with, you know, carrying a diminished version of Clay, diminished version of Draymond, a lot of young guys. I didn't, I don't don't mean he carried them, but, you know, the roster, this ain't the 2017 Warriors. This ain't the Warriors that were 73 and 9. You know, this is a much different, much more vulnerable looking Golden State Warriors basketball team. Yep. So I think it helps his cause. And I think Steph, three-point shooting, right, helped revolutionize the game, helped change the game, right? Like some of that matters, right, being a paradigm shifter. Is he top 10? He might be 11, right? Mm -hmm. If KD wins another one. You know, somehow, some way, gets Kyrie Irving to show up to work, stop burning the stage. You know, maybe it helps him. You know, we'll see. You know, but I think right now he's at eleven, knocking on the door. But the seven, eight, but the ten guys in front of him. I mean, you know, you can't lose at the hands of a better man. You know, like it's no disrespect to Steph if he's not top ten, right? And 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 that's what I'm trying to say, like. It's no disrespect, but those guys are on a peer of, you know, a, a peer of their own. Like, you know, we're trying to compare him to Magic Johnson. Man, went to, he retired at like 32 and he went to nine finals. He won five and nine. He won five out of nine and he went to nine finals in 12 years. And has all these records that are broken. It's like, who's, who's a, you know, who's broken this record? Oh, they broke Magic Johnson record play 12 years the rest of these point guards now you know they playing chris paul is what year 18 now going into it yeah i think so yeah, yeah. like oh man he's he's steph is great he's not that tier not to me not to me obviously. all right yeah. we are out of time here on the game plan podcast post game show Got to thank all you guys for hanging out with us, staying up late with us tonight. Kennedy Miller. Yo. Where can the folks find you on Twitter? 
Find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, that's underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F. Miller, as in the NBA Hall of Famer, Reggie Miller, underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Lamar Gafford, where can the folks find you on Twitter? Also, tell them about the work you're doing on Louisiana high school sports. Find me on Twitter at Lamar Gafford, all in one word. Once again, at Lamar Gafford. And we have a lot of high school sports action going on. TownTalk.com, a lot of good articles about some of our top players coming up. Just got done with one of our linebackers, and we have one of the top five players in Louisiana on that list. So be on the lookout for that. All right, all right. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, it's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. T is in Tangeray. S as in Sangria, M as in Margaritas. Follow the show on Instagram at underscore the game plan podcast. Also, make sure to click the like button, the share button, subscribe to the game plan podcast official YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us throughout the NBA finals. We're going to be doing some more live streams throughout the summer. NBA, NBA free agency show. We're going to do that one. We're going to be doing some other shows during college football season. NFL, the whole nine yards. You guys seem to enjoy these live streams. We're going to keep giving you guys what you guys want. So for Kennedy Miller and Lamar Gafford, my name is Alex Goodwin. This has been the Game Plan Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.